start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna it. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. You're listening to the White Cat Outdoors podcast, bringing you to the table where we talk about the outdoors. Everybody, we, we, we decided to get all the boys together, me, Luke, Nick, Tom, for this episode. It's uh, episode, is it, is it 68? No, you gotta, no, better, no, better turn around. Seventy? Is it? No, it's not seventy either. It's not sixty-eight or seventy. So I'll tell you what it is, Frank. It's episode sixty-nine. We've made it to sixty-nine. Big hey, milestone. Hey, hey. Glad Big to be here for milestone. You. Yeah, we're glad you could be around for this one. We're we're real glad to. All of us are still glad to be around for sixty-nine episodes. It's a it's Crazy. a big one. Definitely a big one. We're all we're all excited. Wow, that Sorry. that beer sounded good. Yeah, Frank. it was. It's actually uh, one of our sponsor beers. Um, yeah, from uh, NT Brewing. Uh, Frank, are you, what are you sipping on? A little Broken Tine. Yep, I'm I'm on the Broken Tine tonight. I'm back over here on the uh, Predator Pale Ale. Yep. Delicious beer from NT Brewing. So thank you. Just guys. to yeah. clarify, last week it was BD Brewing. Was that a? They changed their name. Yeah. So yeah. Now it's NT Brewing. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes these things happen. You know, you got to rebrand for certain reasons once in a while. So. Yeah. Yeah. So this podcast is brought to you by Broken Tine by NT Brewing Company. Yep. Yep. And we love it. We so drink as much as we can. Delicious American lager. It's, it is delicious. Yep. Um, but I do want to point out that we've got Luke in the studio, and that doesn't ha- happen very often. Um, every once in a while, I, I make my way in. I think every time Luke's on, we do something about fish. That seems to be about it, because I, uh, I don't spend as much time. I think Tom calls them the turkey woods or the deer woods or really whatever he's hunting for. He just says the name of that animal and then woods afterwards. Plus woods. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> I don't spend as much time as you guys in the in the animal woods, but uh, I spend most of my time out on the water. The so. fish water? The fish water, yes. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to pick up that. Get out water. on the walleye water. Yeah, the walleye water, the carp water, the trout water. That's I like that, Tom. I'm going to steal that. That's a good idea. For this special 69th episode, it's kind of like a combination between hunting, which us three like to do, mm-hmm. and fishing, which Luke likes to do. We just we just mesh them all together, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about bow fishing a little bit. Shoot some fish. Yep, shooting. Fi- I mean, how how can you find a better sport than hunting and fishing mixed together? You'd look long and hard before you did. You would with a bow. You know, yeah, not much better. Exactly. Hence bow fishing. Yeah, but I mean, like you're not shooting with a gun. Yeah, hunting and fishing mixed together, but like you add the bow. It's archery hunting. Archery hunting. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's what we're good at. But I'm pretty confident everyone at this table has done it successfully. Correct. Oh yeah, we have all harvested big time. I actually uh, just the other day I uh, got out for the first time this year and got the first one of the year under my belt. So nice. That was really nice. So I do want to break down. Obviously, I can't take my Matthews off the wall and just head out to the <laughs> head out to the water. Start slinging um, carbon. You could, but you wouldn't be very successful. Yeah, you might lose an arrow. You might hit some fish. <laughs> yeah. 
Might go right through them. Yeah. So basically, let's let's break down uh, what kind of equipment you need because it's you need a little bit more than just your hunting rig. So what I actually use, which is you know bottom of the barrel, but it still works to fill the barrel on the boat, if you know what I mean. <laughs> the and, live well. Well, it's you know you're not trying to keep them alive after you throw an arrow. It's a dead well. It's usually so. it's a dead well. It's a 55 <laughs> gallon barrel that just sits in the boat. It smells really nice, by the way. Especially on a hot summer day. Oh yeah, <laughs> carp don't stink at all. They're really clean fish. Yeah. But um, good eating too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I have a old Fred Bear bow. It's a youth bow that I think maxes out at 35 pounds. Which is what and you want, correct? You don't want so shooting 70 pounds into the water. Yeah, so there, there's like a happy medium. You want, um, you, I would say you'd want to be minimum of 30, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go anything over, you know, max, I'm saying 60 pounds. Because what will happen, you're shooting a special type of arrow too. And yeah, they're a lot, a lot heavier. A lot heavier, and you don't want to mess up. And it's your, attached to a rope. Yeah, your nice Matthews bow and, you know, go blow up a cam or something. But also, uh, when it hits the water, if you have it with your poundage too high, your arrow will actually, like, deflect and not go to, you know, toward your target. So that's what I'm shooting, and I am at a disadvantage sometimes, you know, only being at that 35 pounds that if there's a fish, you know, four or five feet down if it's a real clear day and you can see that deep sometimes you know my arrow doesn't get a clean pass through and just gets halfway through and sometimes the fish do get off but i'd say for the most part i'm i'm happy with it well it's i mean you went like i guess a cheaper route and you just took one of our youth bows yeah one of our old ones and strapped a fishing rig to it yeah i went to uh it was actually when we still had gander mountain uh in r.i.p r.i.p (laughs) but uh i bought a I believe it's it's a brand AWS. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, American mm-hmm. Welder Society. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, they, it is AWS. I, I believe they make it's good AWS, stuff. but um, don't don't quote me on that. But they make uh, these reels that uh, have a canister on the back that holds. I believe it's like a hundred foot of line or hundred yards of line or something. And uh, it's not a, a ton because you don't really need a lot of line. No, it's not a whole, whole lot, but uh, it's got a built-in reel on it with a brake system so you can, you know, reel the fish back in. You're not going to, if you shoot a 35-pound carp, you're not going to be reeling it in with the handle. You pretty much <laughs> hand line the fish in and the reel's mainly just to collect your line. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank actually has a even older-fashioned one that's just got a mm-hmm. hand wind. That's yeah, right it's literally just a like an 8-inch circle that mm-hmm. the line spooled up on. Yeah, which and... works just the yeah. same. You Just know. gonna butt in real quick here. Luke got his W mixed up. It's A M S. A M S. Did I've you switch it to Wumbo? Wumbo. Yeah, I, I did switch to Wumbo. I should have left it. <laughs> left it to M for Mini. But so thank, if you're out there looking you, for one, A M S. A M S. Um, and that's that's kind of um more towards like your you know top of the line reels. Uh, I believe they're a little over a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. They range you know from eighty to maybe like one forty or something depending on the. If you get like a riser or a roller, you know, different types of, I don't know what they're called. Those are like the whisker biscuits and the rollers mm-hmm. and stuff. Those are all. Yeah. I don't know and some called. of them come with extra arrows and yeah. different shit. And yeah. Mine, I think it was, like I said, it was right around a hundred bucks and it came with the real, the Tom, what are you, what are you munching on there? Venison meat stick. Mm, is that from, from one of, one of from your guys? From my dough, tools? yeah. Oh, buddy. It's looks it's delicious. Oh, listen to that crunch. <laughs> we should make some, uh. 
carp sticks later and see how those turn out. I can't out. wait to try those. But <laughs> not make it as sick as that beaver sausage we had last summer. Yeah. Is that good? <laughs> uh, Frank and I were both throwing up. A lot. Wow, that sounds really good. Anyways, um, so yeah, mine was right around, you know, 100 bucks, and it came with the reel, the line, an arrow, and I think like a spare tip or something because mm-hmm. you get them lodged in a log or, you know, they loosen up after a couple shots and you lose them. But anyways, I've had that since I was probably... 15 so probably yeah Yeah. probably six years now i've had that and Mm -hmm. hasn't given me any issues and i'm sure frank's had his for even longer i've had mine like the first time i ever went carp fishing i was probably 10 or 12 with my dad yeah so you're working on 15 years but he had that from (laughs) 20 years before that that thing's probably 40 years old now it's probably you know killed more carp than you know my reel is so if you're you know looking to you know, get a get a budget set up. You know, you can go mm-hmm. with uh, a hand hand line uh, set up like Frank's got, and if you got an old bow lying around, or you know, Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, some of them youth bows. Mm-hmm. I know you can go to Walmart and buy a fifty-five pound draw bow for it's like I think it's like fifty-five bucks actually. Yeah. Like me and Nick were joking like it was like yeah. a pound because like there was a buck a, a pound. Yeah, there was like a thirty-pound bow for like thirty bucks or something. So yeah, well, I mean, you can actually if you want to go on the high end, uh, companies like Darton. Uh, you can buy fishing rigs like mm-hmm. bows that are already Martin makes Martin a- does too. AMS actually makes a full it's like a um, assisted Oneida recurve. makes another yeah that's what like Martin's <clears throat> is oh, that's they're Oneida. called like take you're, you're probably they're probably linked with Oneida because that's, they're like the same it's a design recurve, but has a cam system yeah they're in called the like rim. takedown bows what yeah, I, that's what Martin calls them is a takedown but yeah the the original patent on that was yeah. through Oneida yeah Black Eagle I'm pretty sure was there the pro shop we go to he's got mm-hmm. one on, on the wall yeah okay. but they've gotten like super popular that design is very popular with bow fishing because a lot of times like if there's a carp right in front of you know usually you're trolling around for them you're not just sitting still mm-hmm. you're moving through weeds and whatnot so when you come up on them you know you got a split second before they spook so there's been times where i've you know half drawn um, mm-hmm. and shot and it's probably not the best you know with a cam system on a bow to be you know slinging arrows half drawn but that's why those recurves are so popular because you know you can just get back as quick as you can who's your one buddy that we went with last year that uh he was shooting a recurve and we like pulled up we were on separate boats and we were in the same bay and we rolled up and i saw him i'm looking at him like what the hell no, it, it, he was with Dan. Jack Walbridge? Yeah, yeah. He had a recurve, and he took, like, a Zebco reel and just duct taped the shit out of it <laughs> to his bow. And I, I, we rolled up, and I was just cracking up. I'm like, that is a sweet friggin' rig there. Hey, whatever works. <laughs> yeah, and that's I'm, – I'm not sure if – I think Jack might be a listener on this podcast, but uh, he'll appreciate that shout-out yeah. on there. I'm Gave me sure, a great I wanna, laugh. I want a picture sure of maybe – do you, you know how to get a hold of this guy? I text him right now while we're on live. Well, what I want, I want a picture of that because we can use that for some cover art for the episode because that is badass. It's so funny, dude. But um, anyways, there was another time and same guy, same group of guys. It was Dan Kowalski and Jack Walbridge. And they built this. They're actually building one another one this weekend because I think their last one either broke or whatever. <laughs> but anyways, they're building a platform on the front of their boat. Mm-hmm. Because when you're bow fishing, you want to be um, up higher than the fish and shooting down on them. Mm-hmm. But um, they're building a platform for their boat, and I had built uh, me and my grandpa had built one on my boat. And what we ended up doing was, 
uh, we didn't ratchet strap because we weren't that prepared. I think I took my throw line of my boat and wrapped it around the horns of his boat and tied our two boats. Oh, yeah, together. yeah, I was there that day and, too. Yeah. And we threw um, life yeah. preservers in between uh, the two boats so we didn't scratch each other up because he's got like a 16 foot deep V. And I have a 14-footer that sits way lower, so I would have scratched his boat. But anyways, we had this giant deck, and we could fit like five or six guys shooting at once on the front of this. And Dan would just his rip motor. his trolling motor. Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. It, it worked, too. It was mm-hmm. funny, though. But um, now that, I'm sure that was ex- inspected and everything ready to... Oh, that was... Yeah, for yeah, sure. OSHA-approved. OSHA-approved, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They actually but, had a guy from OSHA come out and yeah. fish with them, yeah. Boat commission was there making sure we were all good to go. Um, so anyways, now that we're talking about, you know, platforms and everything, and we already talked about the gear, uh, the bow that you need to get set up. And the other thing is, actually, there are people that um, bow fish from shore. They'll go on, you know, creeks when the carp are running up. But just make sure wherever you're bow fishing, you know, you read the regulations on what waters you're allowed to um Bowfish and uh, different regulations and what have you, just so you can avoid getting in trouble. But anyways, what I've always done is uh, bowfish on open water. So the boat setup that I grew up doing it on was just I'd go out in the daytime and usually have from about 10 o'clock till 2 o'clock when the sun's straight above you and it allows you to see through the water column a little mm-hmm. bit better you don't have that bad glare i know sunglasses you know will help you a little bit with that glare if you want to fish before or after but and it, the water gets to just the right temperature they want to sit on top yep. it's not too hot it's not cold they just sit right on the surface during those few hours makes so, it a lot easier yeah so during the day and uh like i said earlier you want to be kind of above the fish so i built if you if you can imagine like a bass boat how they have the casting deck up front and that platform kind of something similar to that some people even build them up higher or build Mm -hmm. you know railings around them but we had a guy up in alaska this year that was a big like tournament bow fisher Mm -hmm. and that's how his was his was raised up like four feet above the deck of his boat yep because when you're looking at a fish if you were say i don't have any sights on my bow i don't shoot with a release i don't even have i want to get finger savers they're like little rollers that you Mm -hmm. put on your line but i just shoot freehand with no sights and if in about, I would give myself about 15 yards. If you put a dinner plate out there, anywhere I can hit a dinner plate with 15 yards, which isn't, you know, that impressive. There's probably people like, oh, dude, I can, you know, hit a chew can at 25 yards with no sights, but I don't shoot every day. I go a couple times a year. And, and you just need to hit a carp. <laughs> yeah, and usually carp are smaller than a dinner plate, so I'm good. Mm-hmm. Bigger. Or bigger than a dinner plate. Sorry, thanks, Tom. <laughs> but um, anyways, so... When you're shooting at them, if you actually were to, you know, have sights, look through your peep sight and put your sight right on the fish and shoot, you're actually going to shoot above the fish. So water distorts the image of where that fish actually is. So you have to compensate for the water distortion and actually aim below what you actually see. Like the bottom edge of the fish. Yeah, so... The way that I was taught is if you were to take the fish that you can see with your eyes and pretend that there's that same exact fish, like an imaginary one directly underneath it, you want to shoot at the imaginary fish to actually have your arrow hit 
the fish that you can see. Mm-hmm. So the higher up you can get and it gives you further depth through the water column and an easier advantage on, you know, shooting those fish. So if you have a deck on your boat, that makes it a lot easier for it. But now, another thing that we haven't gone into, maybe your buddies have, um, is doing it at night and that's, they put the lights. That's on the where boat I was to, okay. just getting into. Yep. Yeah. Cause like I've seen guys, they throw the lights underneath, like on the, the hall of the boat. Is that where that, yeah. that the proper yeah, drop the hall? Yeah. Um, Paul's the whole thing. It's like saying the body of a car. It's the whole thing. Oh. All right, well, below the water, yep. and uh, <laughs> so it lights up all the water underneath. And that, that would be pretty fun. So I have never actually done that. I have seen that where people have, you know, underwater lights, waterproof lights that actually make the water glow. I've never got to experience that, but um, my buddy Jacob Oliver um, and actually Colton uh, Easton, I believe, has um, a similar setup with the lights, but anyways... They have LED light bars and even just some like, they almost look like KC lights, like directional kind of spotlights Mm -hmm. um, and built a deck that you can stand up on. So you go out, you know, right now it gets dark around eight o'clock. So you go around out around eight o'clock and shine the lights on the water to get your visibility versus me using the sun, you know, from 10 to two. Mm -hmm. So what would be more effective is the lights under the water making it glow or like those big spotlights hitting the top? I honestly, I haven't done, you know, both of them, so I can't tell you, but what I can tell you is that I have seen pictures of those exact guys, Colton and Jacob, you know, filling 50 carp in a boat in, you know, a couple hours, Mm -hmm. you know? So I would say that that's a, pretty effective (laughs) you know way and i mean it's all also location you know you can put the best bow fisherman in the world in a lake that has four carp in it and he's not going to do as good as you know the average turn of the table guy that has a couple thousand carp in a you know in a small area so another thing yeah is just area when the carp come in and you know when they're spawning and a lot of people you know kind of catch grief for it because there isn't a whole lot you can do with carp people don't really eat them yep um we used to use them as bait um i know uh jacob donates them to a farmer that has a like compost pile for like fertilizer and uh so he you know every year when they spread you know manure to fertilize the land he um you know spreads you know that carp all all through his fields to you know help fertilize it but um anyways yeah so that's that's the tactic they did and i actually did that for the first time that picture that we posted the other day um was my first time night fishing for them and it was a success um cassie uh also got one her first time going out bow fishing i think she made maybe four shots and Mm -hmm. got one her first two were identical she shot just past like just behind it and just high both times and then she had another shot on the carp was smaller real deep or whatever but yeah i think it was her fourth shot um she we saw we spotted one and it went uh went out in front of us and started going a little bit deeper and we were all just yelling shoot shoot and she's like i can't see it anymore because it kind of disappeared and she let one fly like right where we last had seen it and just just stuck it yeah and actually it was funny because we got back to the dock shortly after and the carp was still flopping around and she wanted to get a picture with it. So I reached in the bucket and threw it up on the dock 
and uh, it started flopping and flopping. She was like, she's like, it's gonna get in the water. It's gonna get in the water, and uh, <laughs> it it did get back it in the did. water and uh, started swimming away and swam in a bunch of circles and actually ended up beaching itself. I'm like sure he was like, a little disoriented. Yeah, I ended up like beaching itself, like kind of on these muddy lily pads. And so I drew back again and shot him and brought him back <laughs> in so she could get her picture with him. That's hilarious. But uh, there were a couple people on the dock where it was like, they were watching, they're like, they have bows. Yeah, then, what the hell are these people <laughs> yeah. doing? And then I shot that carpet. One of the ladies was like, she's like, that's awesome. <laughs> so it's it's fun. I like I enjoy doing it. I know I took Tom last year. And uh, he got a couple nice ones. Uh, that was out with, who did we go with? I was out there. out there. Who are we out there cousin. with? I don't, does it matter? <laughs> I mean, I was there. Well, yeah, I went a couple you're not, times you're not important, year, Nick. But I'm trying to think of the time. I know, because I know I've gone a couple times. There has been times where I got skunked. But I know Tom got. You're like, no, 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 no. That was 95. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Because. Lisa had the blue Nissan. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> no. But anyways, that that actually happens. A lot of people are like, hey, remember when yeah, we, was that was cousin making... Tristan? Oh, it, you know, it, it was. It was Tristan. Yep, we were fishing the Bay of Lake Erie. Yeah. That's 100% accurate. Yep. So, yeah, anyways, last time that Tommy was out, you know, we had a successful day. We boated, boated a few. So mm-hmm. um, I think we all, you know, had very successful days. And I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but about jugging for turtles. Mm-hmm. We used to... Uh, yeah, we would do that at the same real, time, basically. Yeah. Real quick before we get onto that topic, I just wanted to mention that the guy controlling the motor has just as an important role as the guy <laughs> shooting the bow. I, uh, yeah, very important. Also, if you're not familiar with a tiller motor, you know, it's like a motorcycle. Twist it one way to give it more throttle and the other way to shut it off. And I remember I smoked a tank carp and... Uh, I got whiskey Tom, throttle. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I told Tommy to uh, to slow down, you know, because it was, I hit it a little far back. And say hammer it? was it? still screaming line out and Tom gave her full throttle and I reached the end of my line and ripped the arrow right out of the fish and never got to boat it that's and, hilarious yeah but sometimes you get excited <laughs> it happens to the, the thing was huge we but, talked about it last week tom you're just good at getting excited and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that yeah, that is true <laughs> but yeah yeah turtle jugging we used to do that it, yeah every would, time we would go out we, shooting carp we would we'd bring our jugs for turtles our chicken necks our bows and then we would usually bring like some night crawlers and go catch gobies if everything was slow. We we, we had it figured out. Yeah. If but you want to catch your limit on gobies, hit us up. You know, <laughs> we got that shit figured out. Yeah, you know, I you know, I'm gonna leak the hot spot just because I have so People much need fun. To know. And if you live in the Lake Erie area and you're looking for gobies midsummer off the hammer mill stacks in the bay like actually it's headed out towards the lake if you go through the north and south pier channel getting into the lake right, uh lampy's probably your yep, quickest yep lampy yeah, marini yeah. you can launch out of lampy and Just get there in the shore. five minutes and you'll see the big hammer mill stacks i'm telling you right now 40 50 and, yards offshore from the hammer mill oh, stack you, gobies you all throw day. anything down there and <laughs> you know and they just, taste delicious oh my goodness <laughs> they're the best you just fry them up whole there's it's no like, limit it's like people eating smelt you know they just gut them and some people don't even gut them but you just yeah. throw them in the fryer that these things are just primo <laughs> 
But uh, we just lost they, our best. They fishing call spot. that yeah, I know. Call it the chicken of the sea. That's that's what they call it. I've never heard that, but I'm gonna take your word for it. But anyways, yeah, we would you know go out in the morning. We'd get out there, you know, before ten o'clock. Um, yeah, because we wanted to be shooting yeah, carp, carp by around 10. ten. So we'd get out there, you know, right after light probably, and we'd rig up all of our jugs and throw chicken gizzards out there and chicken necks and liver and whatever else. You that want something smelled like crap? We like, find <laughs> really thick and. Full of tendons like chicken necks work really good because something that they can't just pull off yeah because i mean really you easy. put meat in there and fish are going to start nibbling at it too mm-hmm. but yeah. it takes a lot of work to get a chicken neck <laughs> off of the hook oh it takes yeah. a lot of neck or a lot of work to get one into a neck oh too. yeah especially that, yeah when you have a for turtle fishing in pa you need a three inch shank with a one, one inch, inch gap yeah. from shank to tip so it's you're gonna hook. need yeah it's a big hook yeah you're gonna need it's bigger big than bait. average yeah you need three inches. That's bigger yeah, than average. It okay. better be. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're gonna. It's gonna take something big to pull that off. But that's that's for like kind of ethical reasons. They don't want you, yeah. you know, putting something out there and catching, you know, a bunch of painted pro- turtles yeah, or yeah, byproducts. So mm. that's why you have to, you know, use that. But anyways, um, we'd go out and set those out, then go carp fishing. And if carp fishing was slow. You know, we'd go over to the hammer mill and smack some gobies around. Just to build up your confidence. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. yeah you know, just <laughs> then to at see the end some, of the day, you go pick up go, your turtle jugs. Go collect our jugs. And I remember it was one of the first times uh, out. I think it was and the first time we threw jugs. After we, you know, rigged all the jugs up. and Which these were homemade, just like gallon it's, milk yeah, jugs. Milk yeah, milk jugs. Yeah, yeah, in which we learned milk jugs are not the answer. Because it doesn't matter how many times you rinse out a milk jug. They They're still going to get milk well, in it. There's still milk so, in there, and it's going to rot, and it's going to smell really so, bad. <laughs> so what we ended up doing, because for nice, clean storage purposes, we would put you know our line off the handle, and then we'd I think we put steel leads on them, mm-hmm. and then you know our big hook. And for storage purposes, we would just tuck everything back inside the milk jug and screw the cap on. Good and, to go. Yeah, and it was good. So your storage was you know nice. You didn't have line getting tangled everywhere. But when you would pull that line out, that mixed with the lake water and the rotten <laughs> and the milk. milk. And it's just, it was, I'd recommend using water jugs. Yeah, water jugs are like 79 cents a gallon. Just buy <laughs> and a that bunch comes with water. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so, a deal. Um, so, anyways, the first time we were out, we. We shot I, a few I, carp that day, too. Mm-hmm. I think it was actually the, no, it wasn't the first jug we came up to, but we went and pulled a couple jugs and we were pulling up to, you know, one of our other jugs we saw and I was like, Hey, we got one. And Tom was like, how do you know? And I could see like a trash can lid sized snapper, like floating, like right on surface, right next to the jug. I was like, cause it was like three feet away. I was like, cause he's right there. And (laughs) he's just chilling by. Yeah. As soon as we got up closer, you know, he shot way down and, uh, I'll tell you what, the first time that was my first turtle, um, pulling into a boat, you don't realize like the adrenaline that you will get from trying to pick up a fifty-pound snapping turtle with and a, the can take your hand turtle off. gets yeah, when you're <laughs> trying to pick it up. Yeah, it's it's like you're reaching over the side trying to pick up a fifty-pound weight with claws and a beak. It's trying to bite you. And the boat's tipping over. Yeah, and the boat's tipping over. Because everybody goes wet. to that side of the boat to oh, check. Oh, yeah, to, to see what's going on. You can't see it once it to, gets in. you got to yeah. see it in the water. And it's trying to swim down, so... We ended up, being Frank, uh, ended up grabbing its back legs. Well, and, you made that turtle net. That worked out really yeah, well. Yeah, that thing snapped yeah. immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I made, 
I made the, it was great idea. I had this chicken wire and some line, and I was just gonna set it right underneath it. But you just, made a basket out of chicken wire and attached a long rope. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was, it was gonna work perfectly. Yeah, exactly. have, have you ever been fishing a pier and you like don't have a net and you got a really nice fish and you like the only thing you got's a five gallon bucket, so you try and drop it off the side of the pier and <laughs> fish the fish into a five gallon bucket. It just doesn't work. So you know, it looked the basket looked good on paper, but. It was all bad. It, it didn't work. Yeah, it was it was way bad. So we just had to grab it, and uh, we ended up getting it in the boat, and it you know that hooks down in this thing's stomach because the head on this thing was just like huge. I'm trying it's to like think a of, softball. It was big. It was yeah. that to date is still the biggest snapping turtle I've ever seen in my it life. It was it was enormous. It was retarded. And so I had a, I believe it was a 75 pound or it might've been, or not 75 pound. It was yeah. either a 75 gallon or 115 gallon, uh, cooler. One of those boat. big white igloos. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, the kind. Yeah. yeah. Holds like five cases of beer. Of beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this thing was huge. a whole limit of walleye. Huge. Huge. Um, so anyways, we went to place the turtle in the cooler and not that it, didn't fit wasn't even it wasn't even close like this turtle laid in there diagonally sideways and the edge of the cooler was like touching the middle of this thing's shell like it was just half the turtle was still out yeah Yeah. it was huge so what we had to do to get back because this was like you know we picked up all of our jugs after that and we're like we need to get this thing home and you know take some pictures and you know make some soup (laughs) so frank which i've heard Snapping turtle soup with those giant snappers is absolutely dog water. Well, I heard that you soak the meat in milk, and you keep yeah. soaking it in milk until the color doesn't change. Yeah, that's with like the the normal size, size one. It's like just it's use like a little when, extra milk. It's like use when, whole milk. It's like when people tell you that you know trout tastes good, and they're like, "Oh, you just gotta you know marinate it for twelve hours, and you know do this, and then smoke it, and then put it in the broiler, season and then all the flavor yeah, out like, of it." So if you got to do that, what you're telling me is it tastes like crap. So basically, <laughs> same thing with turtle. It doesn't taste good. No, but, I think the small ones taste good. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, I've had turtle soup before, and it's good, but I've never had one from. A monster turtle, so yeah, this, I ever, can't speak on if it's good or not. Look up on your phone, alligator snapping turtle. That'll give you a, a pretty good idea of what this thing double would Double like. that. Yeah. I wouldn't say double that. No, but about... It was huge. It was it was insane. Like, honestly, if I did not see the turtle, I would not believe how big it was. And yeah. I was in that same boat, but you guys did have pictures and video of it. Yeah. it was like, we had this turtle. I swear to God, it got oh, out. Well, you're, you're giving you're, away the on, story. Come on, it. <laughs> but uh so anyways we had to get back so this thing didn't fit in the cooler and he was you know madder than a hornet and what, what would a hornet be mad in a coke can Hor- yeah, madder they... than a hornet and a coke can it would be real mad yeah. without any honey yep so so this thing was real mad and so it was trying to crawl out of the cooler and frank kind of half closed the lid like as far as the hinge would close and then just kind of held his feet on it to try and pinch it but that just didn't work and the turtle was climbing out of the cooler and one thing led to another and we got well, and it back. was in the boat too. yeah like yeah, the boat's was, not shallow it's yeah. a couple feet to yeah. get up out it's what, yeah so i bet it's 30 inches to get yeah. up out of the boat so yeah we ended up getting back to shore loading so up is you're gonna need a bigger boat yeah <laughs> we're gonna bigger, need a bigger cooler. cooler yeah then a bigger boat um, so we ended up getting back to shore and 
the turtle had, you know, while we're strapping everything down, climbed out of the boat and, the you know, was, or the cooler. Yeah. And was underneath the seats. And we were like, you know what? Like the walls on this boat are like straight up and down. Like there's no way. Yeah, that, It's a deep V. Yeah. This it's not getting out. So we're like, we'll just go home and just be careful, you know, when we reach into the boat to unload our gear, there's, <laughs> there's a big snapping turtle in there. Yeah, we weren't really feeling so, trying to get this thing back in the cooler. Yeah. So, um... And, like, it didn't get, even dawn on us that anything would happen. Like, it's in the bottom of no, the boat. Yeah, Nothing's we're going to happen. So we drove home, and this is st- ha- still has the, you know, our 120-pound line tied to a milk jug hook to it because you're not going to get that hook out while that turtle's alive no we did cut the and line off of it or the no, hook was still in it we, we cut, never cut the line we didn't cut the line uh-uh. no, because, yeah because that, that feeds into the story here yeah because i remember oh yeah we get back to the house and you know i already called my dad and you know all my buddies and you know mccain got, mccain yeah. was at the house you know waiting <laughs> to see this turtle and we uh, pull up the driveway and get out and like, all right, yeah, we were real careful. We're we, yeah, yeah, we're like, we don't know. High-fiving. Yeah, we don't know where this thing is. You know, we're we're looking, you know, underneath the underneath the seats. And I've made this platform at the front. We're like slowly picking it up. And we're like, where, where is this turtle? What? There's nowhere it could have gone. And we're like, maybe it got out. And we're like, there's no way it could have gotten out. Yeah. And we ended up, you know, counting our jugs and say we had you know, six jugs or whatever. There was only five in the boat and And no turtle. And no turtle. Like it climbed out of the boat while we were driving with a jug attached and we were hoping, like hoping and praying, because we had our name and our address and phone number. Yeah, because that's on what you have jug. to do to have a, yeah. a legal jug. You have yeah. to have your like license information and yep. all that on it. So we were hoping that, you know, this thing fell out on the highway or something, you know, it was on the side <laughs> of the road and somebody would find it and call us and to this day, we never, never did get to get to eat that turtle or yeah. Do that was with it, such but. a disappointing end to that day because like it was a perfect day. Oh, like we, love to have we that shot, shell. We yeah. shot carp. We you know caught a turtle. We smoked gobies. <laughs> it's a great day, and we had no turtle. Yeah, but that you could you could make a a bench seat for two with this turtle shell. <laughs> it was so big, but. We'll have to do some digging and see if I can't find my old Convoy Three flip phone. With the, with <laughs> yeah, this the was a long time ago. Yeah, this was before four iPhones. Back when tigers used to smoke. Yeah, it was a long so, time ago. <laughs> so to get just one last little thing because they're probably tired of hearing how big this turtle was. But it's like the seventeen cents a day for a Patreon. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> like which you which, guys should be yeah, signing up for. That's a good good point, Tom. <laughs> Sign up for it. Uh, we were. In this, I'm not going to try and give it away. We're in this body of water that had a bunch of logs sticking out you've of it. Already, where we I were mean, jugging. You've this already is talked different. about the gobies. This is, <laughs> hey, make them put the story together. <laughs> so there's a bunch of sticks, a bunch of sticks that uh, come out of the water. And like, I wouldn't say sticks, they're more like logs, you know, with probably, you know, six inch diameter, uh, some bigger, some smaller. But the head of this turtle, when we came up to the jug, looked like a log sticking out of the water like it was just a mammoth but a dinosaur of its time yeah and that's what they these things look like when you mm. pull them up they got scales and big they claws like and they, they smell they, ter- they got moss growing on oh, them. Yeah, they're, they're nasty but they're they're almost they're as powerful. nasty as carp 
It might even take the cake. Yeah, I don't they know. might. <laughs> They're pretty but nasty. They have like a yeah. layer of mud and sludge. Yeah, if you got like a nice, you know, if you're you're listening to me about carp fishing, and I, you know, gave the analogy of a bass boat, you know, the casting deck. If you are, you know, thinking like, oh man, I got a, you know, an eighty thousand dollar bass boat. That'd be perfect for carp fishing. I would invest. Rip the carpet off. I would invest in like a twelve hundred dollar boat and designate it just for carp fishing because <laughs> that's all you're gonna want to do on this boat. Yeah, buy a couple nose plugs, but they're not they're not that bad. But if you're sensitive to the smell of fish, you're not gonna like carp. Yeah, definitely not. It's just very strong fishy odor. Yeah, it doesn't leave. Like you get slime I, on a fish, I you think can kinda, walleye freaking stink. Walleye are just slimy. Yeah, they have. That's because they got so much slime. Mm-hmm. Like you pick up a walleye and they just start dripping slime. Yeah, and they stink. That's I like, like it's just an immense amount of fish smell. But mm-hmm. if you ever if you ever get like you know that fish slime on your hands, you can like reach in the lake and you know get nice in the can or in the mic, you know, <laughs> rub your hands together and that slime kind of wears off. If you like do that with carp slime, it's just kind of like rubbing it in. Yeah, just yeah. just like it's like your, lotion. Your hands yeah. stay slimy. They, they yeah. call it the lotion of the sea. They call a lot of things that I've never heard of, but you're <laughs> you're learning me a lot of new things, Nick. Glad I could but, be here to help. So, I mean, that's that's really about all I got for as far as carp fishing goes. But just um, real you quick, just jumped, just, we we we've been talking about carp. Talking about just, turtles, yeah, yeah but we just fishing. talked about carps, but. Just the smell of them. Real quick, just to, for like the beginners, mm-hmm. when you're just getting out into the turtle water, it's a good <laughs> idea to mix up, like, I don't really think bait matters. Like A, uh, a little bit. But whatever is bloody and stinks. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, well, this is the moon face with this wind, so they're going to be biting on this today. They, That's they, what you think. Gonna... <laughs> you haven't spent enough time on the turtle water. What I'm trying to... My point is, you're gonna to want to try different different depths for your bait. Like, yeah, tie a three inch leader on some of your jugs, a two inch leader on some, a six inch leader on some. Foot, are you saying are feet. you saying feet? Because a two inch leader on your jugs, just yes, like it's foot. on your jug. I think you're talking feet. Yeah. More time in the turtle water, Tom. A two foot leader, <laughs> yes. a three foot leader, four yep. foot leader, one foot it, leader, and that goes back to yeah, depending on you know if you're fishing, you know. 12 feet of water like tom said you gotta uh explore the water column mm-hmm. uh, who's uncut angling what's that guy's name aaron, aaron weeb aaron yeah on uncut angling you always gotta explore the column mm-hmm. explore the water column that's what you gotta do with these turtles but i wanted to bef- well, before yeah. we like totally yeah, wrap this, up like on the, in the same thing i didn't want like because this is i think frog gigging kind of fits right oh, in oh big time because like I, when you think about different like I feel like when you look at like bull fishing, turtle jugging, and frog gigging, they all kind of fit in the same genre when it comes to summertime it, fun. It's not yeah. really, yeah, it's not really fishing, it's not really hunting, but you know they're it's all gigging. Good. You're going yeah. straight primitive. But, you got a spear. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. good old, good old boys. You know, if you're a good old boy and you enjoy one of them, you're it, gonna enjoy all three. I do. I want, yeah, I want to start with um, because I think I'm the one that introduced frog gigging to our group back when I, I did it with Owen, my buddy. Um, this is back in my high school days. Back in 86 when Bobo caught a frog so big. <laughs> Anyways. <Yeah. laughs> uh, anyway, so me and Owen were, uh, we decided we were, I, somehow we got on the topic, we were going to go do some frog gigging. We didn't have spears at the time. So we crafted our own spears out of sticks 
And what we did was um, tied a uh, fork to the end. Of it. No, actually, no. What we no. This is <laughs> no. There's spoons. This is extremely primitive. <laughs> I've seen the fork on the drive. This is extremely primitive. What we did here. So what we we took a stick and then we cut um, like an X on the top, about four inches deep with into the edge the stick. of a rock. Is that what you cut it with? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't have been a knife. We had to, to make the blade of primitive. the rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. First, I, I found uh, a. A volcano and got a real, piece of obsidian. Wait, real then, quick, <laughs> to, just because my brain doesn't work very good, and it, if I don't say it now, it's going to leave forever. What was that video we made about 15 years ago? Well, that's Nigel We're, Rivers. Nigel Rivers. I don't know if it's still out it's there out on there. Facebook, but Tom teaches you how to start a fire with grabbing a tree. But that's just what it reminded me of when <laughs> no. you said when you said you had to you know grab this obsidian yeah. rock from a yeah. volcano. So but that's it. If you ever go on Facebook, look up Nigel Rivers. And you will see like the first. I don't know bit if it's still there of our we'll... outdoor talk show kind of thing. <laughs> it's, it's quality stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I think it was recorded with my cell phone. Um, <laughs> it Flip was phone. But anyways, uh, we took the stick, cut an X in the top, about four inches deep, and then what I did is I took a smaller stick and jammed it into the wedges that I cut to separate those four oh, prongs, okay. and then I, then I. Um, whittled each of those four points down into sharp spikes mm-hmm. and we used that and then me and owen we speared one frog gigged one frog and i was hooked you know it's a good time especially when you got an actual gig yeah so that's how we started we did that we were so freaking pumped like like literally we went out there it's amazing it the enjoyment you get oh out of God. stupid shit like oh my you God, talk yeah. about how exciting it is to shoot a big buck or kill a turkey but then you like, I, like when we were pulling that turtle into the boat or like gigging frogs, like it, you get that excitement mm-hmm. every time you do that shit. Yeah, so I mean, we're freaking out. Frogs are delicious, by the way, too. There's not a lot of meat on them, but I'll it's tell like you what, you, it is you get a big one. They got chicken some loins. Of the pond. Chicken of the sea. <laughs> the sea. Uh, loins. Uh, loins. Legs. <laughs> Legs. Uh, so anyway, we start with that, and then after that experience we decided to start upgrading i went back told everybody we're like we got to get into this frog gig and shit we ended up buying they're actually they sell frog spear tips that we put on we started with sticks and then we went to like mop brooms because you can extend them out and we uh, got we got really advanced with the frog yeah. gigging yeah yeah if i mean we were, there was, I was a better ch- frog gigger i'd like to meet him yeah i mean exactly. i was wearing chest waders out in these ponds oh yeah like, we, we went in a canoe oh, i'll tell yeah. you what um you were talking about you know carp stink and turtle stink and the frogs themselves, they, they have a smell, but they don't stink that bad. But the, water the environment <laughs> that you're, you know, hunting or fishing, gigging these frogs in, where it's like it's mud. The frog water. Yeah, the frog, the frog, it's the frog do- mud. It's total frog water. <laughs> total frog water. <laughs> Zero PR. Um, it's just the muck is just, you ever go like four-wheeling through like, that real thick mud and it just mm-hmm. stinks that's for like the next hour. Yeah, that's where these frogs like to sit. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, frog gigging is just, and that's, I mean, you can pretty much anybody can frog gig. Oh yeah, it's yeah. super easy. And yeah, there's, there's, I don't know what exactly the season is. It's sometime late summer, like in July-ish. So like the month of June or the month of July. Don't yeah. quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's different limits on each species of frogs and stuff. So, I mean, if you're gonna go, make sure you look it up. But. Uh, it's it's a blast and it check to see if you're allowed to use lights. Yeah. Some states yep. it's moonlight only. Yeah. Yeah. So that's But if you thing. can use lights, that's big the time way to advantage. Do it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You and you get a delicious treat when you're done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But basically you just go to the frog water, 
and you shine your bright light. If you can. If you yeah. can. And that light kind of stuns them. Like they don't do Yeah, anything. they don't do It's they like just a frog in the headlights. Yeah, it helps to spot them, too. Cause like, you see their eyes glowing. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just glow, and you walk up to them, and... You can get you, you can, can you can almost, almost touch the spear yeah. to their back and they don't move. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the trick of it is, a lot of times they'll be just floating on the top of the water, and you gotta you can't like put a long powerful stroke into them. You gotta get a quick gonna, jab. Yeah, you'll just push them down to the bottom and they'll swim away. So it's a fast, quick pull or <laughs> jab, jab and pull back. Yeah, yeah, to get them, get them away from the water. Conventional frog spears are barbed. Yeah. So if you can puncture into them, it's got to be, like Tom said, a quick jab. I'll tell you, you too, if you're, you know, sensitive to, you know, frog noises. Frog frog, you're probably you. not it's, listening to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, probably uh, not. This is fro- true. Frogs are about as hard to kill as a snapping turtle. Like, they, you can, <laughs> they're, they're you can yeah. almost sever them in half and they'll still jump around. That's eh, just their nerves. I don't know. But, but anyway, basically, you just cut the light back legs off. Uh, skin peels off real nice and easy. Like, like. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to want to soak them in some salt water. Clean them up. Clean them up. And then we've just fried we've them in a, a pan bunch of different with ways. butter Blackened and Cajun. Them and... Blacken yep. them. Squirt mm-hmm. a little lemon juice on them. You can oh. bread them. Put them right on. Just kind of pan fry them. Yeah, oh, man, they're, they're good almost anyway. They are very good. Yeah, they're not like a trout or The, the key else, to but... it is soaking them in the brine to get any sort of mucky taste out of them. Yeah, because sometimes they can taste like mud if yeah. you don't and soak it, them enough. You soak them and, and just change the water every hour. And, mm-hmm. you know, do that for a few Couple times hours. and you're good yep. to go. Mm-hmm. I actually just got a Snapchat from Jack Walbridge. Uh-huh. And, Is he listening? Uh, I'm not sure if he's oh, listening, it's but not it's not live, a live so podcast. Anyway. But um, <laughs> I, Frank had asked him, you know, for a picture of his bow fishing reel. And it saddens me to let you guys know that he has since upgraded. What a bum! Um, to I, a newer I don't even like him anymore. AMS style uh, retrieval reel. So that's upsetting. Um, oh wait, did he? One second. He sent me two Snapchats. The first one was his new rig, and the second one says, "I'm putting this guy back together tomorrow." I like the recurve and reel setup better, honestly. And the reel yeah. is actually on, on a, a rod right now. <laughs> that Zapco reel. So he's going back to the recurve and the reel. That's you make sure he gets a picture of it finished up, I so will. we can have it for this release. That's okay. hilarious. That is awesome. Real? I like him again. <laughs> he he tested he my patience for a minute. Did Jack have a mullet at some point? Oh yeah. Okay. A really Blonde nice one. one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I think I know this Jack guy. Yeah. He uh, he he caught for us a couple times. Speaking didn't of he? mullets, uh, you always in mullets. One heck of a mullet. No, Brad Motter does have a good one. He does. Actually, that has nothing to do with this podcast, but I saw him at. Uh, there, out there's of the never shit truck a wrong time to, to talk about a, a good mullet. Yep. If you. It, Drop it in the comments. If you know someone with a good mullet, let us know. We always appreciate a good mullet. Love to meet him. Maybe we'll have him on here. Best mullet. We'll get a guest guest star on the podcast. Mullet Mondays. Yep, Mullet Monday. Best <laughs> best mullet gets a feature on the podcast. Um, real quick, back what Luke said, Nigel Rivers is still on Facebook. Oh, man. So if you're looking for some quality content, Oh my God! Look up Nigel Rivers. Uh, Just share it on our Facebook. He's got two friends. 
Uh, there's one video. It's called North American Men, Episode 1. Uh, <laughs> we stopped production after Episode 1. Um, but they didn't there renew is... you for another episode. No. It's, it's like a... that Porter Ridge show. They only got one season. <laughs> but uh, I'm yeah. actually friends with them on Facebook. That's I... wild. And it's actually is... just me and Peep. <laughs> the only friends. Oh, man. Well, yeah, check it out. Like the page. Give us a follow. Um, we'll probably we, get more followers on that than our actual page. If it starts picking up some steam, maybe we'll get an episode two. Yeah. <laughs> Next installment actually, in 15 we'll get, years. We'll get back with the gang. 2013 you know, was That's where the our whole video release. production started. It did. Tom Q and Acorns in 2013. So that's actually... that's uh, That predates White Cat. Yeah, that's two years before White Cat. So if people like want to judge us, like we've been in the game way longer than people realize. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Back We're, in thirteen, we had published shit back in thirteen. So yeah. we've been grinding. What have you been doing? Yeah, what have you been doing? Does it tell you how many views a video has? Uh, on I Facebook? can. I think Maybe. I'd have to log. Back we might be in, in double digits, honestly. To Nigel, I don't even know how. <laughs> well, I, I know I've watched it at least <laughs> ten times. <laughs> might, you're saying we might hit triple digits on it. Yeah, uh, that's a stretch. That's a very big stretch. <laughs> yeah. But I think we have <laughs> moved way off topic, and I think we've reached a good wrap-up point with Nigel Rivers there. So Check it out. Yeah, definitely. Give us a friend request. Yeah. Back and, uh, in action. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. So thanks Maybe for, we should get Nigel on Oh, my on God. What is, <laughs> what is happening? I could be a great guest. <laughs> Who was Nigel? Was Nick. that Nick? No, it was Nigel Rivers. Oh. <laughs> what are you talking about? It was Nigel. Oh, buddy. Okay. Luke, we appreciate you coming around. I'm it's, so... It's great to have you for episode 69. I've said it every time I've been on here, but May 8th, I graduate college, and you're going to be hearing a lot more from me, and hopefully even seeing me on the old uh, YouTube page. Can't wait. As Ben Flack would oh. say, we'll be seeing him. We'll be, we'll be seeing, seeing him. him. We will be seeing and him. And actually, I don't know if this has been brought up yet, Nick, you, uh, you just made a little purchase didn't you i did would uh you want to tell the listeners about what you just bought and what they can expect in the future uh i don't know what you're going to expect um not much well they they could Uh, expect anything you know that's their their expectations but what Uh, are they going to receive well i just picked up a uh canon hg50 oh man Uh, yeah that's a camcorder correct for the people who aren't you know oh 4k yeah four of 20 time optical zoom so i mean we can get some serious shots Wow. Nice. In the distance without getting all grainy on you. Optical zoom, not digital. Oh my Get goodness. out of there with that shit. <laughs> wow. This is optical zoom. It's, nice. uh, it's got night vision oh. on it, so you can do like in the mornings, like get like you can do dope. like night vision stuff. Oh yeah. That's awesome. It's uh it's pretty wild. Um I'm excited for that. We're gonna yeah. be doing some it's actually, full feature films. We'll here. talk about more talking about more next week. Um, when we do our pre-Ohio hunt, but me and Keith are going. Ooh. The entire hunt is going to be filmed. Me and Keith, because I'm that's awesome. I'm hunting with him the four days, so we're gonna. It's gonna be fully, whether we kill or not, we're gonna produce a video out <laughs> yeah. of it. There's and gonna be some video. <laughs> it's gonna be wild. So I can't awesome. wait to see it. Can yeah. I be in the B-roll? Oh God, yeah. There's Tom. <laughs> it's gonna be at the house. Just put it that way. What's gonna whatever be that house? means? The camera. So um, you can just yeah. mess with it all you want. Yeah. No, no, we're just. There'll be plenty of B-roll happening at the house. Yeah. We should like strap it to a fireball bottle. And <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna drink. <laughs> okay. No, no drinking. Yeah. Before, before this podcast gets too derailed, why don't we just get outside? Yeah. Yep. 